That's Herb Alpert. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest today on Fangraphs Audio is Matt Clausen. In what follows, very briefly, Matt Clausen and I discuss some topics very essential to the Royals, and therefore, because it's essential to the Royals, it's essential to all Americans. In particular, we discuss Matt Clausen's particular fascination with lefty Chino Panamanian Bruce Chen. Also, uh, Alex Gordon and his defensive chops, uh, while they may not reach the heights of Brett Gardner's, uh, they reach some kind of heights, at least per user, or UZR, or Ultimate Zone rating. Finally, and actually before all that, uh, we discuss something near and dear uh, to Matt Clausen's heart, which is his child, and we assess very briefly his fatherly skills by only the most objective means possible, obviously. It's Fangraphs Audio. It's right now. Stay tuned. Yeah, this is Matt Clausen. Who's this? <laughs> Matt Clausen, this is Carson Stooley, Fangraphs Audio. I have paid the bill. I did get your invoice. Yeah, well, we'll get you your product soon. Continue the heavy breathing, please. <laughs> well, right, so, you know, so I, Matt Clausen, heavy, miss, heavy breathing. Did I miss the little Spanish flea? Uh, it's not, oh, in fact, it is Spanish flea. Yeah, wow. You really know you're Herb Albert. Well, it's just, you know, it's what they play on The Simpsons. Whenever something goes wrong on the TV, they show the drunk cameraman. And it's Spanish Flea by Herb Alpert? Yep, or somebody. Okay. Um, and just so the listener knows, even though it's only been about 30 seconds to a minute of content, I've actually had to cut out about four or five minutes of lewd conversation. Indeed. Indeed. Matt, this is Fangraphs Audio. You're aware of that. I'm calling you, I believe, at your house, which is somewhere not in Toronto proper, but somewhere in the sort of... The frozen outskirts of it, is that right? Yes, we, we are in the, the tundra. But I am assuming it's not very cold right now, is that right? It's actually not so bad today. I mean, it wasn't this morning, but now it's it's down to 8. And I don't know how to convert that to Fahrenheit, because I've lost all sense of what temperatures mean. No, yeah, it, you should not even try to. Listen, I'm curious, Matt, uh, so this is just uh, so you know, this is the small talk portion of the show? Uh-huh. Oh, we'll get to the baseball portion momentarily. But this is the part where we talk so that we can begin to feel comfortable with each other again. Oh, baby. Yeah. No, but you are both a father and a Ph.D. candidate. Are those two things true? Yes. So I wonder... I know. I wonder how do you balance those things? Well, you know, I don't have any funny jokes. I'll just tell the truth. Yeah, tell um, the truth. No, I'm, I'm actually I'm genuinely curious. I, I'm not a really great at being a uh, structured person. I thought you were going to say you're not really great at being a father... <laughs> Maybe not that either, but the truth is, I mean, it's hard. But because I'm I'm the, I'm the primary caregiver, but uh, truth is, it sort of structures your day for you. You know, you sort of know, uh, okay, the boy needs food now, he needs attention now, and you know, he takes his nap, and you know, okay, I've got this set period of time when I'm not taking care of him or something, or somebody else is looking after him, uh, and I have to work. So that that helps a little bit. Now, here's a question. Uh, and I'm curious about this. I have a friend who just uh, who just had a child, or he and his wife had a child. And I'm sure he's a fine father. I would have never thought that he would be a good father because I only know him as a um, incredibly selfish and self-indulgent young man. But I'm wondering if anything switches, if you could feel anything switch in you, like any sort of uh, biochemical reaction to having a child. 
Well, I don't think from a first-person perspective you feel too much biochemically. I mean, on the on the, the, the scientific image of the manifest now. Good night, nudge me. See how I can make this boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's corny, but yeah, something changes. You know, I think and I can't speak for everybody, but I think for a lot of guys, before the baby's born, uh, this is true for me. I was, you know, I knew I would love a kid, you know, a lot of, I find it hilarious, I mean, this group, when, like, an athlete or somebody, they talk about how much they love their kids yeah. and their families, like, hey, congratulations on not, not being a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, I knew I, lo- I lo- loved the kid, but I was sort of focused on my wife, you know, because... Because she's the one in pain, right, at the time? Well, no, I don't just mean when she, but I mean during the whole pregnancy. Right. You know, that's my concern. You know, I don't have, you know, for, for it's obviously a very different experience for the, for the woman, you know, carrying the child has this different sort of uh, physical and thus uh, sort of somatic and uh, emotional connection. But for the for, for me, at least, uh, and I think for other guys, it's not until you actually see the baby, uh, you know, I you don't know. I mean, you think, yeah, I'm going to love him, but you don't really know what that means. And uh, for me, at least, uh, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's corny, but yeah, a lot of things do change. And, uh, yeah. My, my son happens to be, I think, relatively easy um, to take care of. Uh, compared to other some other kids. Well, I know that Louis uh, C.K. has a has a, and you and I know you have very mixed feelings about Louis C.K. <laughs> or perhaps they're not even mixed at all. They're, maybe they're only of the sort of hate variety or dislike variety. Nah, not really. I I just don't see a couple of his routines. I'm not a big consumer of stand-up comedy. No, I know you're not. But he does have one piece about, or maybe is it actually just a conversation on a podcast uh, in which he was discussing. Almost an identical experience to the one you're you're talking about, where when his when he saw his baby for the first time, he was like he was amazed, and he and he had some experiences that he he just hadn't sort of like as an observer of his own self, he just totally didn't uh, anticipate, uh, you know this 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 experience of you know recognizing that this child would be there forever. I don't know. It's just it's just curious. We know, you know, now that I'm at the point where like someone who's a very close friend of mine as a child, uh, yeah. and the fact that I'm a married man, it occurs to me that I might be in charge of another human. But it doesn't seem like I mean, if someone like you can do it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, I never, you know, so, you know, you know, it's different because of the way we're socialized, blah blah blah, uh, for men and women. But but I think you know, I think most guys you know that I know talked about they had always wanted a family. I was never one of those people. You know, I didn't really picture myself as a dad growing up. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't think, one day I'll have a family of my own. That's just, you know. And so it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't anticipate it. I mean, that's what, that's what I think is a little bit strange for me. Or maybe a little bit different in my case. It's not like something I was anticipating feeling, you know. It just happened. I just assumed I wasn't a nut. Right. Crazy. And it it did, you know. And, you know, it's actually pretty fun. And I wouldn't be fair. I mean, I would love Miles. Uh, my son's name is, is Miles. There you go. Um, even if uh, it wasn't fun, you, you know what I mean? Because if he had like some severe, uh, can we do so called birth defect or something like that? I'd still love him, but it would be a lot of, you know, it wouldn't be a lot of fun in terms of he's a really easy kid. And so it's actually been surprisingly been kind of a hoot. In fact, uh, earlier I was kind of, I was kind of glad, but in another way, kind of sad. He ran in here. Uh, Right before we were doing this recording session, it's like asking, you know, just asking me, you know, where's my car? You know, <laughs> I thought that would be pretty hilarious. Um, now let's talk about, uh, we'll, we'll move from your love of your son. This is what's called yeah. an expert segue, Clausen. 
to uh, love uh, or maybe something similar to love that you have for the baseball team um, that you're both sort of well acquainted with, which is the Royals. The Royals have been in the news a little bit. I believe maybe it's just as of this morning or last night, Bruce Chen uh, was named Royals Pitcher of the Year. Yeah, in a big upset. (laughs) Now, you... Uh, I know that I see on the site quite a bit. Um, you make sort of askance references to Bruce Chen, and other people are familiar with your relationship with Bruce Chen. Uh, do you? Is it? Because I know that you, and I've actually really appreciated so far in this conversation. You've been remarkably earnest, uh, which is a, a sort of change for you. But I wonder: is your devotion to, or your interest in Bruce Chen, is that an earnest one, or is it sort of a? Uh, you know, tongue-in-cheek fascination. Well, this is, this, I'm, I'm going to give our listeners something. You would not get this on the site. This is a Fangraphs audio exclusive. <laughs> that it, it, uh, I think somewhat obviously started out, well, it still probably is mostly uh, a joke, you know, because Bruce Chen, uh, you know, is very good. <laughs> right, he's not, he wasn't, I mean, he but probably the truth is, was one of the best in the Royals. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the truth, I think if you look at defense independent stats, uh, I don't have them in front of me right now, uh, like maybe even, you know, Hochaver had his, you know, second half of the season, they suddenly fixed him, so that makes three or four years in a row they've figured out what was wrong, and actually ended up having a good year, but, you know, Chan, uh, <laughs> you know, he might actually have developed the outpitching his fit skill, uh, he's a lefty, he, he keeps that out of the top, the, the, sorry, keeps it out of the, uh, keeps keeps the ball down. Yeah, you know, and uh, and he's an extreme fly ball guy, and that works pretty well with Kaufman. And uh, the truth is, it's kind of funny. He's a Sino Panamanian. Wait, know, say and, it again, uh, one more time. But he's Sino Panamanian. You know, I I now if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize. I'm not trying to be offensive, but I understand that he was. Uh, there are as the Chinese Panamanian community. Of, of Chinese workers who came to help work on the Panama Canal, and a lot of them stayed. And Bruce Chen is from is descended from those people. It, now, did, did, uh, this may be poor taste, but did they come willingly? I, <laughs> I am such a great historian. I don't know. My guess is uh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, but we'll I, leave it at fifty-fifty. We'll leave it at fifty-fifty. I mean, I don't think they were you know, literally slaves, but they. <laughs> They weren't uh, volunteers, <laughs> but but I I will leave that to somebody else familiar with uh, Latin America. Right. No, uh, but history. I know that Panama has a fascinating sort of history, especially involved yeah. in the construction of the uh, the canal, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, yeah. And the thing with Chen is that uh, he seems like a pretty funny guy. I mean, for a you know for an athlete, you know you know how we with athletes it's sort of like we use a different scale for them. When, when outside of athletics, and in terms of like personality, so like C.J. Wilson has like a really well-defined personality. Well, I mean, for an athlete, right? Exactly. Because I mean, you know, as people know, we'll, we'll get to this guy. I say Alex Gordon. Um, I think, if you, unless you really get to know him, of course, uh, which, which I don't. Um, not a not a very distinctive personality. Not one of the game's great characters. That's how. I, right, think, pretty I don't think flat. anybody's gonna be surprised by that. Uh, Bruce Chen, you know, I mean, but it's sort of like, but it's sort of like, yeah, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is he actually funny? Uh, on a normal person scale, no, but for a basketball player, yeah, he's hilarious. 
so when you get a guy like C.J. Wilson, who's a little bit different, he seems really, really smart, you know? Right. Uh, or if you run into a, a baseball player, like you talk about Carlos Peña or Carlos Delgado, they, they seem smart to me. Mm-hmm. But, but but is that just because I'm used to hearing interviews with, you know, Billy Butler? I mean, how many times can you say, you know, get the barrel of the bat on the ball, you know? Well, I will argue, and I, and I, I bet that you see this too at some level, it's there's really very little incentive for a player to to say very much in like a post game interview or, or yeah. press conference because it's it's sort of like in their best interest to remain as low profile as possible. Yeah. Unless unless you know they are really backing up their personality, you know, it's like a part of their brand essentially. Yeah, well, the, the thing with Chen, though, is just that I started out, I, I before, one time they needed me somebody to fill in for a chat. This is, uh, and I sort of started, they asked me who Cy Young was. I don't know. I, I was going to say Roy Halladay, Justin Verlander, woohoo. You know, I mean, this is the beginning of the season. I said Bruce Chen, and it became sort of a running gag uh, in my chat. Some people actually got sick of it, but just a word to the wise, don't tell me you're getting sick of something that I'm doing, that I'm running into the ground. Because that's just going to encourage me. Now I saw Colossin, uh a little bit. Uh, uh, you were you mentioned in this. I thought this this was touching. I felt that you were upset to see your chats come to an end. It was fun. I mean, look, I'm a narcissist, just like everyone else in the blogosphere, maybe more so than I liked. It. And uh, yeah, it was fun because it was a uh, chance to interact with readers. And you know, I don't know how many people were in there. Maybe it was just my mom was in there under six different personalities. But she she must know a lot of more about baseball than I thought then. But uh, yeah, you know it's a chance to to. I mean, don't people like doing this? I mean, some people may not, but yeah, it's fun. You know, I get the uh, interesting questions, and I think they I think there are some regulars, and uh, yeah, and I learned a lot about uh, why I hate Google Chrome and why I'm using Firefox again. <laughs> Wait, does it not work uh, that well in? Well, Carson, you may remember when you had to code and fill in for me because my computer went down for twenty minutes. Yeah. After that, I used Firefox. I never had a problem again. Oh, is that true? And that's just for me. Look, my computer is my laptop is five year, more than five years old. Yeah, I can verify <laughs> that that you have that you have you are the king of computer problems. But you think well, Firefox uh, versus Chrome has something to do with it? Uh, well, I never, like I said, I never had a real problem after I switched back to Firefox. I used Chrome for a long time. Uh, and maybe it was just with cover it live or whatever, but yeah. So the so the chats were the chats were a lot of fun and the the Chen thing got started. But the truth is, you know, maybe he uh, some guy some guys are like that. You know, the Eric Seidman wrote that a uh, uh, post near the end of the season about Chen being the next Jamie Moyer, and I'm not quite sure he's going to reach that level. But uh, who knows? He's a he's a free agent. I mean, I guess in May he's going to you know test the waters. I don't know if the Royals are going to offer arbitration. I, I'm I'm sad that the Royals pitcher of the year means that little to him. Uh, you know, it's just another, just another mercenary out there, just just in for the bucks. Uh, one, one other player who has had, um, who's uh, received some accolades at the end of the year is Alex Gordon, um, who had his sort of long-awaited breakout season, I guess, because he finished something north of six wins, right? He finished at six point nine, basically seven wins. Right. That's and that's exciting. Uh, uh, he won the Gold Glove. Um, you, I think, are on record, at least in our sort of uh, uh, internal message board, is saying that it's it's pretty clear that probably that Brett Gardner should have won it, but Gordon's not a terrible choice. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a look. Uh, the, I think there's another irony here, right? Because, uh, well, in my case, and 
in which case it's an IRA that no one really cares about. But, see, I mean, I was sort of the founding president at the Brett Gardner Fan Club non-Yankees division. But Gordon is actually my favorite player, which, is, again, it's a kind of hilarious choice because there's nothing particularly distinctive about Alex. I just kind of got attached. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Gardner, I think, yeah, I mean, he could make an argument, I think, that he's the best outfielder in the American League, you know, at any position. And certainly the best left fielder. I, well, you know, certainly, relatively speaking. Yeah, likely, very likely the best left fielder. Yeah, and uh, and maybe the best outfielder too, but uh, but it, but, it, but I I was gonna say you know look there always been bad Gold Glove choices of course, uh, but this wasn't even the worst one this year at least right at least Gordon's good, uh, he, I I think you know his range isn't great but he did you know have the most outfield assists since I think Alfonso Soriano in 2006 or 2007 and of course assists by themselves aren't that much but you know the funny thing is uh, we talk about uh, advanced defensive metrics. Although I think there's less variance in skill among people for uh, throwing out and holding base runners, it's actually a bit easier, uh, as I understand it, to measure objectively because hit location is what's so difficult about measuring range, right? Because that's how you get expected outs. Right. But with with but you don't have uh, while there's obviously other factors uh, in base running. At least there you have the you know the objective. This runner did or didn't advance. This runner did or didn't get thrown out. And that's where most of, uh, almost all of Gordon's value defensively came, came from. And people just kept running on him. He had, I, he had a ton of assists against the Indians, but he was terrible base runners. So it wasn't, you know, he was, uh, according to UZR, he was about 10, 11 runs above average. Uh, I think other defensive metrics, uh, had him, uh, around the same. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, Gardner was about 20. But, you know, it wasn't, you know, easier. Uh, uh, was was horrible, and it, I don't even think he looks good. And Matt Kemp, I mean, he had he hit his way to a Gold Glove. Of course, the irony here is that uh, <laughs> I guess you could, if people want to argue that Alex Gordon hit his way to a Gold Glove as a <laughs> a Yankee not getting the Gold Glove because he doesn't hit enough. Oh, uh, <laughs> the oh, the joy. Um, one thing. Oh yeah, uh, related to those awards uh, because. Alex Gordon was also named the Royals Player of the Year. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah, uh, Les, the Les Milgram Player of the Year. It's too bad, you know, because I really thought Chris Getz had a shot, but, you know, they had to go for the home There's contract. that. That's Matt Clausen right there. That's Matt Clausen. But you mentioned the Les Milgram Award. The Pitcher of the Year is known as the Bruce Rice Award. Here is the quiz portion of, of uh, this episode of Fangraphs Audio. Matt Clausen. Do you know who Les Milgram and Bruce Rice are? No. Okay. Bruce, well, no, I went to a kid uh, in, in, in university. I went, I went to a guy, uh, university with a guy named Bruce Rice. Maybe it's him. It's not. No, Bruce, Bruce Rice was a, broadca- a broadcaster uh, for the, definitely for the Kansas City Athletics and probably for the Royals, too. I don't know. I, uh, I didn't get much information, but I know that he was a broadcaster. On local radio KCMO AM, does that ring, <laughs> any, bell- ring any bells? Les Mil- no, no. Was was a uh, was Les Milgram the guy did the Milgram experience? You know about uh, obedience. No, let's talk about this briefly. Les Milgram was a Kansas City businessman who helped convince Royals founder Ewing Kaufman to invest in the expansion franchise, Kansas City Royals. And that's coming right from the mouth of MLB.com's Dick Cagle. Yeah, he's 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 outstanding. Uh, I think all Royals fans know the. I 
I, we really, I, hey, Dick, if you're listening, we want the mailbags back, please. Are you saying that ironically or not? It, uh, no, I'm quite serious that we want it back. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else I said about Dick may or may not have been serious. The Milgram experiment, though, as we know, was uh, that's the situation uh, to test authority where where one person is giving fake shocks to another, right? Yeah, yeah, and the people are supposed to say when to stop or whatever. Of course, ironically, I mean, you've got the usual problem with social sciences. It might just teach us people, uh, maybe the problem is that people trust social sciences too much. <laughs> oh, is right? that, that's, that's, a, that's a real example of irony, is that right? Well, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly more ironic than anything of the Lana Moore set song, Rimshot. Right. Uh, huh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Not, not uh, a, not, no, not a Rimshot. You don't get one for that. For the Alanis Morissette crack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kegel's, Kegel's, Kegel is tremendous. He stopped doing the mail. I, I do think he may have stopped doing the mailbag because the questions were not uh, obviously facetious and baiting him. So, uh, who knows? Right. But, but, but you know, it was, it's, uh, it was a fun year. Gordon, you know, argue, you know, he should get some, I think, you know, it's like uh, I was talking to some other people and, at least it wasn't a battle for the Golden Glove, but it would at least make up for him since he he, he deserves a down ballot MVP vote. So let's put it this way: um, if if you look at wins above replacement, uh, if you look at Fangraphs version, he was for all. I mean, Justin Verlander apparently suddenly ascended to some sort of historically great status <laughs> at the end of the year among the sports writers right. uh, even though I mean, he had a great year don't get me wrong Verlander's a great pitcher but it wasn't like mind-blowing it wasn't as good as Halliday has been it wasn't as good as Zach Greinke's uh, 2009 or whatever in fact he was, for all intents and purposes he had the same wins above replacement as Alex Gordon and that's both according to uh, a Fangraphs war which of course is my preferred uh, total value set and according to uh, Baseball Perspectives as Warp as well uh I'm not saying Gordon should be the MVP, but I would hope he gets some down ballot votes. I don't think he will because, uh, you know, Michael Young has had a great year. Okay, that's it. it, it you, that's a third, third time, your third crack, Clausen. That's, that's when we kick you off the pod. But it was nice talking to you. Well, it was. Well, you're not going to talk about anything but the Royals. No one's going to listen to this thing. Yeah, but they won't know. We'll just put your name on it, and it'll get, we'll get big downloads. We, uh, we always do. Uh, for Matt Clausen of uh, Fangraphs and uh, the Ivory Tower of Academia, uh, thank you, thank you for joining us, sir. Yeah, cheers. Have a good night, Carson. Yeah, all right. But this has uh, been an interview with Matt Clausen. I'm Carson Zestuli, and uh, you have been you have borne witness to Fangraphs Audio. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.